Vox Quick Hits. Welcome to Worldly, part of the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Zach Beecham, here with Jen Williams and Alex Ward. Uh, we, in our main episode, which I encourage you to check out, are talking about Brazil, where a massive, massive political development happened this week with a former president, commonly known as Lula, having his criminal conviction overturned, freeing him to run in the 2022 presidential election against the incumbent president, right-wing, authoritarian-leaning Jair Bolsonaro. This is a a really massive, massive deal in in Brazilian politics, right, Jen? Yeah, uh, Lula is a avowed leftist, avowed socialist. He came up from poverty. He started out as a shoeshine boy. He went to work at a factory, became a really powerful union leader, and eventually president. You know, he he said that he saw his role as president. Um, is basically being able to shape the capitalist system in a more fair and, and just way and to redistribute wealth to the poor and the working classes. Um, and, you know, he was president of Brazil, which is, you know, Latin America's largest economy for two terms between 2003 and 2011. And he did oversee a historic period of growth and poverty reduction. Um, when he left office in 2010, he had an 83% approval rating, and the economy was growing at more than 7% annually. So he was really popular and, and remains really popular among a, a big segment of Brazilian society, namely the you know lower classes, poor, kind of working class folks. Um, that is the exact opposite of how a lot of the, the more right leaning conservative, especially wealthy elites in the country feel about him, which is where Jair Bolsonaro comes in. Yeah, Bolsonaro, who, who won in 2018, has been a very, as Zach said, authoritarian-leaning president of Brazil. He has failed with the coronavirus. He has shown a desire for military dictatorship to return. Um, he's been very socially conservative. He has deforested much of the Amazon, gone after indigenous people. Uh, but he rose to power and maintained some of his popularity basically because he is a hardliner on on crime in the country, um, and he has a very strong, let's say, law and order message. However, because of his failures with the with the coronavirus response, Brazil has one of the worst outbreaks and, and, and worst responses overall. In fact, Bolsonaro, um, you know, has ranged from almost doing nothing and just standing by and calling it a hoax to stopping his own uh, officials in his government from actually handling uh, the response. Because of that, it, he looks pretty vulnerable in elections next year. And Lula was barred, actually, from running in, in 2018 and might have beaten Bolsonaro in an election had it happened. Um, so now people are thinking that there's going to be a pretty massive uh, fight in 2022 if Lula it does indeed run. He has not said he would, but people expect him to. In which you you have, as some experts have, have sort of compared, like a, a Bernie Sanders versus Donald Trump, which could be just a really brutal campaign and really tough fight that would expose uh, the polarization at the heart of Brazil's politics, the the, the deep divisions in society on, on myriad issues. And for some, they feel like democracy itself is on the ballot. Lula, despite um, his issues with corruption in the past, or at least alleged corruption in the past, you know, will go up at least as a small D Democrat versus Bolsonaro, who again has shown uh, an affinity for for dictatorship. So there's this is a pretty big thing. The fact that Lula is is able to run should he want to and challenge Bolsonaro in in, a, in what would be a, a, one of the world's most uh, interesting and bruising political bouts. Yeah, there's a really the 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 polarization point that Alex was making there is is really important. Uh, Brazil has a serious problem with people 
becoming increasingly entrenched and divided in their political views, as this is often. And this process of polarization has been deliberately stoked by Bolsonaro, who's pursued a incredibly divisive political appeal in order to uh, cement control over his base and basically force a choice between us and them. You know, you vote for me if you're on my team. The, the, the standard tactic in polarized politics that, that tends to work fairly well. So there's a real important question as to whether Lula, who is a divisive figure, like whether he will exacerbate this polarization or tamp it down, right? Like the inclination and the thing that uh, most people are saying is he'll likely make things worse, right? He's a class warrior who is, is very focused on the divisions between Brazil's rich and poor, and Bolsonaro tends to draw from the wealthier segments of society in terms of his support. And that, you know, you, you'd think would really inflame tensions in the electorate and could even potentially worsen the crisis of democracy in Brazil because as the stakes become higher between different polarized camps, anti-democratic actions become more tolerated by the side that feels threatened by democratic elections. But on the flip side, there's a really interesting perspective from uh, Brian Winter, who is the editor-in-chief of America's Quarterly and a very knowledgeable Brazil analyst. And his view is that Lula's emergence won't exacerbate polarization. The argument, and I'll just read briefly what he says, is the average Brazilian was just 22 when Lula's presidency ended in 2010. These days, he inspires much less love or hatred than the media and politicians would have us believe. After Lula was released from jail in November 2019, which was before his sentence was overturned, many expected Brazil's political dynamics to change, but most of his rallies didn't draw massive crowds or generate all that much buzz on social media. Uh, so he goes on to say that Lula is still the favorite, right? That's not like nobody cares about Lula. It's just that he's not likely to have the intense polarizing effect on Brazilian politics that a lot of people are really worried about right now. I don't know which of those views uh, is correct, but I think Winter's analysis is worth taking seriously. Yeah, you know, I think that's really interesting, but I also think it's really important to recognize that the world— and Brazil in 2021, and likely, you know, will look very similar in 2022, is very, very different than what the world and Brazil looked like in 2019, right? At, namely, because of the coronavirus. I think in particular, you know, Bolsonaro is just horrific mishandling, you know, if that's even a mild way of putting it, um, just awful handling of, of the pandemic response in his country, um, you know, the country is also in an economic crisis because of the pandemic, et cetera. I think, you know, there is a, a huge uh, backlash in the country against that. You know, it, it's hard to maintain, you know, political support when thousands of people are dying every day um, from a virus that you keep downplaying as a hoax, which he has. Um, and so I think, you know, potentially Lula has has the capability and he is an incredibly charismatic and savvy man. Um, you know, I think it, it's, I personally wouldn't discount his ability to really capitalize on the moment and, uh, and shine as Lula can do when he's on stage. He has a very, very clear message, one he has been hammering home for literal decades. Um, again, as you said, Zach, class warrior. Um, and the fact that he, you know, he very much has a foil in Bolsonaro, I think potentially really sets up 2022 to be an incredible political showdown. So uh, on the main episode, uh, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you really like to get podcasts, we, we get into all of this in a lot more depth. We talk about Lula's background, we talk about the details of his conviction and what it says about Brazilian politics, and get more into the weeds of why Bolsonaro's 
coronavirus approach and authoritarian inclinations raised the stakes for 2022 so high. So if you're interested in any of that, go hop over to Worldly, that's W-O-R-L-D-L-Y, and uh, we'll hope to hear you there or see you there or, you know, whatever. Just download our podcast. See you later. I'm Jack Backchamp here as always with Jim Williams and Tony Flags. <laughs> Jim Williams and Tony Flags.